This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The good news is Andrew Shear owes me 50 bucks. Um, we, we, we made a small wager at the end of the English language debate. Uh, in which I uh, suggested that he wasn't going to be prime minister. That turned out to be prescient. Uh, (laughs) That sounds like the part of the debate that I actually would have wanted to see televised, but it was not. This was not the election either that the Green Party was looking for. I mean, there was a lot of climate change. There was discussion about that. It sounded prior to the election like there might be a breakthrough for the Green Party coming, but alas, it did not. They did gain one Seat. I mean, they got re-elected in two of their BC seats and they added one out in New Brunswick. So we wanted to talk today with Elizabeth May, the federal Green Party leader, to find out how the party is doing. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Samay. It's good to talk with you. Are you how are you going to collect this fifty dollars? <laughs> well, the first time I see him in Parliament, but it wouldn't be very kind. I you know, and I am essentially a very kind person. We but we we I knew at the time of the English language leaders debates that although there was a lot of fear factor voting, and of course that does tend to happen towards the end of a campaign because of the first past the post voting system, that um, you know the NDP can say to people, "Don't vote green because you need you'll elect a conservative if you vote green," and then the Liberals say, "Don't vote NDP." or green because you'll elect a conservative if you do so. There's a lot of that that goes on, and I thought I might be able to blunt uh, some of that by saying what I thought was pretty obvious at that point in the election uh, in the English language leaders debate in early October, that the numbers weren't budging. We were looking at, uh, by the seat count, either a liberal minority or a liberal majority. So I'm I'm relieved it's a minority, but the numbers didn't break in our favor either. We certainly improved Overall, because, I mean, we, we did go in with two, but bear in mind, we, Paul Manley had only won his seat May 6th, and the NDP threw everything they had at trying to defeat our candidates on Vancouver Island. So I'm really pleased that we, that we held on to my riding and to Nanaimo Ladysmith and had a quite significant breakthrough in Atlantic Canada. So we've tripled our, our uh, seat count compared to the last federal election. We got well over a million votes. Uh, and with just a bit more votes than us because of the weirdness of first past the post, the Bloc Québécois gets 32 seats, we get three. It all has to do with our, our very strange voting system. Are you disappointed, though, because many had tagged this kind of as an election where the Greens could potentially have that breakthrough that you've been waiting for? Well, this is not w- without its historic uh, win side. I mean, this is the best result we've ever had federally, and it's the best result any Green Party around the world has had in a first-past-the-post voting system. So uh, it's nothing to sneeze at to win three seats in a general election for the Green Party and to get more than a million votes. But there's no question that I think if it, ha- you know, I don't, I don't want to concentrate too much on um, how dishonest the campaign against us was on Vancouver Island, but it certainly cost us seats. It cost us votes. And my conclusion is really we need to go back to Parliament and get the Elections Act amended so that we have truth in advertising requirements. We did change the Elections Act in the last Parliament so that uh, that foreign powers can't run ads that are fake news. We, we should have made sure that that included uh, Canadian political parties also 
can't, because if the ads against us from the NDP had been run by a foreign power, we could have gotten them taken off the air. Right, but Ms. May, you're blaming a lot of this on, it sounds like, the NDP, but does that not also, don't you also have to take into account the fact that you had a lot of candidates who ran into problems? Your party had quite a few bozo eruptions during this no, election campaign. No, we didn't. No, we didn't actually say that's an exaggeration. What we had on Vancouver Island was ridings where we were in the lead until uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent. I mean, I know you're at Lower Mainland, but the the number of attack flyers that came into people's mailboxes and nonstop radio ads did make a difference and lost us several seats. There's no question about well, what that. What about what happened in Quebec? You had people there who were posting, you know, racist, Islamophobic no, posts, no, and you we, had other candidates asking you to drop those, those we candidates. Went, we, we went back over that. The team went back over it with the few candidates who were involved who posted immediate apologies. Had There, there were, there were an, you know, at every, every single party in this election campaign had candidates posting things. Some of them, we did remove one candidate we found who had not been, not leveled with us, that she was not, and she was actually a paper candidate. I don't know if that distinction makes a lot of sense to our listeners, but a candidate who was a name on the ballot only, not running a real campaign. But we had vetted all the candidates and somehow missed that she was prepared and quite strongly against a woman's right to a safe legal abortion. So we removed her. Uh, we removed another candidate where there was an Islamophobic post that we had missed initially. So every now and you know, but if we found candidates who'd posted something in social media, but had not intended to, had not recognized that it was it was unacceptable material, if they were prepared to pull that material, apologize, and and commit to understanding that those kinds of posts aren't acceptable, there were other parties had the same kinds of issues. With lots of candidates, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't typify anything that occurred in our campaign uh, as you just did. Then, we were we had we had a very strong slate of candidates, wonderful candidates throughout Canada. Who who we had better results than we've ever had. We had over over fifty ridings that broke ten percent popular support, and quite a few second place finishes that were close and really strong. Then so, what went wrong though? Then what went wrong for your party if everything well, I'm, if I'm, that went right? I'm not. I'm not suggesting anything went wrong. The campaign, as it unfolded, uh, the NDP developed momentum. So did the Bloc Québécois. If the Bloc Québécois had stayed as flat as we thought they were going to, we would have elected MPs in Quebec. We had a very serious campaign with um, a number of very, uh, well, more, quite a few very good, strong, including Pierre Nantel, who's a former NDP member of Parliament who was running Green. But, you know, when you, you never know how things are going to break. And a year, a year is a long time in politics. Well, 40 days is a very long time. Uh, the, the blackface incident for Justin Trudeau really created a space that gave Jagmeet Singh a voice that we had not heard from him before. So his campaign took off. I mean, I'm not looking for people to blame. There's no question, though, on Vancouver Island that lies and smears that were totally dishonest did cost us our, uh, at least one seat, probably but three. That does so sound like you're looking to it, blame the NDP, though, on Vancouver Island. Well, Vancouver Island experienced such a dirty smear campaign that it was like something out of the United States. It was just off the charts. And I do think we need to have truth in advertising legislation so that voters aren't subjected to this. It also has the effect, of course, of reducing voter turnout, which is unfortunate. So, And I know that the liberals experienced smears from the conservatives, and the conservatives experienced smears from the liberals, we never smeared anyone. We run very honest, um, high road campaigns, focusing on policy and issues, and we'll continue to do so. We certainly had a, a historic breakthrough tonight, last night, in terms of seat count and the popular vote. For the first time, we topped more than a million votes across the country. 
So when when other parties, I mean, there isn't a, the, the liberals did less well than they did in 2015. The NDP did less well than they did in 2015. Um, the conservatives had every um, opportunity to try to form government and fell far short. So uh, in the in looking at it as it, the the morning after, there's a lot more to be pleased with in terms of our progress than lamenting. But would you do anything differently given the results? Yeah, I would have gotten out. I mean, we we took the view in the party that the NDP attacks on Vancouver Island were so outrageous that voters wouldn't believe them and would be uh, repelled by them. And I think that was a mistake. I think we should have put out a response uh, and, and gotten it out into people's mailboxes. We didn't. We, we, we trusted that people could uh, see that these were um, wildly inaccurate claims, uh, but they clearly were effective. So that lost us our strongest seats. I mean, I was so looking forward to Ralph Salcoy, who's a very strong Indigenous woman, to be the, the member of parliament for Victoria. And uh, we had internal polling right up to the last week where that was going to be the case. Uh, and unfortunately, if, if I won't change, and I don't think anybody within the Green Party will change our commitment to um, staying positive and running mm-hmm. positive campaigns in the future. Unfortunately, some journalists mentioned to me last night, well, those ads worked. Uh, there isn't a lot of doubt on Vancouver Island about what just happened. So what is the road forward then for the Green Party? How do you see the Greens' role in this upcoming session of Parliament? Well, it's going to be very interesting. I spoke earlier today with uh, with the Prime Minister. Uh, it's not clear how alliances will be formed, whether there's how the how the, Trudeau will be able to hold the confidence of the House. As a Canadian, I have to say, uh, you know, there are a number of really important voices that have been lost from Parliament, uh, and I would say including in that across across party lines. Lisa Raitt, Ralph Goodale, um, Ruth Ellen Brazo, there's, there's people not coming back that I thought would be coming back. Mm-hmm. I am so very happy and relieved that Jody Wilson-Raybould is re-elected because uh, the three Green MPs will clearly be working closely with our independent colleague in, in Jody Wilson-Raybould. We share a lot of the same concerns. Uh, we'll try to be as positive and constructive as we can be in what I'm afraid, particularly given the divisiveness and nastiness of the campaign, could be a rather divided and partisan house. We have to try to you know, heal over the rifts and find ways to work together. What did the Prime Minister have to say and what did you have to say to him? Well, you know, it's a private conversation, but just reaffirming that, that if, you know, I obviously stressed that I wanted to see more climate action. Uh, we, we're in early days of trying to figure out uh, what the Parliament will look like in its, in its new formation. Clearly, I mean, the, the tra- tragedy here is in terms of fair voting, that, you know, you can, you can have over a million votes, and, and again, every, every elected Green um, took over 300,000 Canadians voting to, to elect one MP. That's clearly not the case with the other parties. Uh, and it's just one of the vagaries of first past the post that it rewards the Bloc Québécois and punishes a truly national party like the Greens. I, I will get back. I will always, as will Paul Manley, as will Jenica Atwin. We'll keep fighting for climate action. We'll keep fighting for fair voting. And maybe we can find some consensus around issues like pharmacare so we can move together on mm-hmm. some things in a, more, in a minority parliament. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time on this. Thank you. Appreciate Bye-bye. that. That is Elizabeth May, the federal Green Party leader.